You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah, boys and girls. How's everybody doing? We are inside real estate. My name is Paul Apostolakis. We've got Mr. Salvatore Cusmano, my partner in crime for life, life partner. You got Brad Weisgerber. We were just talking about it. He was never supposed to be on the show, but he just kept crashing it. So he's just part of the show now. Kept showing up. Yeah. So today's actually an interesting show because we've got um, one of our own, actually. Um, he works with Omega Lending. He is a loan officer. He's a young, good looking, much better looking than all of us, actually a model. Uh, Brendan Austin, the man with two first names. How are you, sir? Fantastic. Yeah. Never trust a guy with two first names. Not, yeah. I've got two you last names. You know that. I mean, you don't have a middle name either. So but I've got two last names. So you've got weird. like, I'm like super trustworthy, right? No. Okay. So, uh, a snake oil salesman. As yeah. yeah. Somebody called me a snake oil. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, so Brendan, obviously, thanks for being on the show. We, like, I wanted to bring you on. I think it'll be interesting for the audience to hear what it's like. For someone in the mortgage industry that you know is getting into it and you know starting off and trying to figure out their way on how to navigate being in the mortgage industry, right? So that so so for you, I mean, so we'll talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about a few things that are happening in the market. I want to talk about rates and, and kind of what I see happening in the spring uh, because I think that's going to be important. I think things are, are kind of like changing, comparatively speaking, to where it was six months ago. So I want the audience to kind of hear a little bit about that. But Brendan, as far as you go, give give the audience a little bit of a, the background on how you got. How you ended up at Omega Lending with us? Yeah, so uh, right out of college, um, started at UWM underwriting. Did a let's little... go. Let's go back real quick. You were you were like a star <laughs> athlete, right? You're an athletic, good looking dude. Let's talk about the athlete part. You you played lacrosse, right? Okay, yeah, played lacrosse at Grand Valley. Isn't um, lacrosse like 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 hockey on the on, on pretty on, much on, uh, yeah. on, on yeah. grass, right? Pretty much like hockey the, on grass. It's, yeah. like so it's a pretty rough sport, though. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah, it took a lot of heat doing that. Um, yeah. Still feeling it today. Yeah, so. you were a captain. Um, I was. I was. Yeah, uh, for my last two years, I was a captain there at. At Grand Valley. Um, ended up graduating in 2014 and then got into the mortgage industry right away. Did some underwriting at UWM right out of the gate. By the way, UWM is United Wholesale. United Lending. Wholesale They're mortgage. the largest uh, wholesale lender in the country right now. Go yeah. ahead. So I was there for about three years, did some uh, underwriting there, did some sales there as well, and then uh, actually got out of the industry, did some advertising sales for about a little over a year. And then I uh, decided to get back in, started at Quicken Loans. Uh, I was working there for a little bit. And then. Wow. Uh, so you went to the enemy? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. Okay. I did do that. And then. So uh, Matt loves that. <laughs> All right. And then uh, got Your referred mom works to, at UWM. She's actually pretty high up at UWM. She does. Yeah, yeah, she does. She's doing a good job over there. Yeah. Um, so. How did she feel about you going to Quicken? She was not happy about that, to say the least. <laughs> she tried to talk me out of it. Oh, she did. A thousand times. Yeah. Oh, okay. But All right. You know what? It was you a good experience. Was. So, anyway, yeah. I'm keep, super interested. Yeah. How. The perspective for you, I mean, obviously, uh, your mom works at UWM, but working at both, what are your thoughts on the two? Like, I know there's probably pros and Totally cut off his intro, but go ahead. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm I'm just curious. For sure. Yeah. I mean, as far as the culture and the people there, I feel like it was very similar. Um, Met a lot of good people. Uh, Super high energy place, both places. Um, I think UWM was a little bit more of my style just um, based on you know, the the work-life balance kind of thing, um, just kind of the whole smaller company feel. 
Um, but Quicken Loans was a great place to be for a while while I was there. Um, ended up leaving just because I was referred over to you guys um, by some uh, mutual friends. So that's kind of where I ended up with Omega Lending and then uh, rest is history from there. It's really funny because uh, so Brendan was working with us for a while and then one day he goes, yeah, man, you know, I was at UWM. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You were at UWM. I was like, how was that experience? He's like, dude, I shadowed you. And yeah. I'm like, I can't believe you don't remember that. <laughs> I'm like, I what do you mean? Out. I'm like, what do you mean? You shadowed me. You're like, dude, I sat next to you for like a whole day. Literally. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't remember any of it. Like, cause you used to get shadowed a lot, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're like team leader or whatever. Um, what did Paul's you, wait, can deal. I, can I ask you like, what did you think of Paul Foslock as well? What you're shadowing? Were you like, God, this guy's a douchebag? Um, Most one thing you never stop talking. Yeah. No matter whether it was on the phone or to someone near you. So we didn't get to talk much because I couldn't really get any, a word or two in. I was busy, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were super busy, but um, no, you knew your stuff. You were good to shadow. You were a good person to, to be like around. I like and I remembered that. that when I started over here with you guys. So That's good. Um, so I, obviously, like, I wasn't a bad experience because you actually came and worked for us. <laughs> like, I worry about that because I, I can be, I can go off the handle yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like when you first started sitting next to me at UWM, I was like, who's this douchebag Jumanji looking <laughs> motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, Thanks, get out of here, bro. But, but now we're best friends. But yeah, two days later, it was great. Yeah. But uh, I, I, so, warm up so everybody understands, like, real quick. So I worked at, at, at Shore Mortgage, which got shut down basically by Matt because he wanted to focus on on uh, on the wholesale side. So I had, you know, I had a choice where to go. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to become an AE because I got to understand the business. First team I went on was absolutely amazing. But I, first person I sat next to was Sal. That's how we got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And when I walked up, I'm like, who's this Italian looking fucking <laughs> we, we, Like we were very competitive. Like we like, were very similar people. And all of a sudden, like two days later, we're like telling you like, what if like scenarios and yeah, great pretty time. funny so, stuff. So anyways, going back to you, Brendan. So you obviously like, uh, you know, you, you've been in a lot of parts of the business. You know, UWM gave you a lot of experience as far as, you know, seeing different parts of the business. You went to retail at, at Quicken. What made you decide to kind of dip your foot into like becoming an l- actual loan officer? Because it's tough. Oh, it's absolutely tough. Um, I think the biggest thing was I wanted to kind of control my own my own destiny. So yeah. uh, rather than working for the man, I kind of have the ability to go out and chase my own business, to create my own relationships, rather than working off the leads that hit my desk. You know right. what I mean? So that's kind of the thing I like. Um, I think the athletic part of my background and the competitiveness, competitiveness yeah. kind of this gives me like the freedom to kind of make the amount of money and the amount of relationships and like there's there's no cap to any of that yeah. in, in this side of the business what we're doing now so i think that was the biggest thing for me is just being able to come come to this side and just kind of like create my own brand and create my own destiny um and do it the way i want to do it find out what works for me yeah you know it's interesting sal about about brandon sometimes he, he seems mild-mannered but you can tell that inside there's like a fire burning mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like when he when something doesn't yeah. go his way like he looks like a little pouty little girl. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and like I'll walk over. I'm like, you all right? He's like, uh, I'm like uh, well, it's right. easy to get frazzled, you yeah. know, when when the leads aren't given to you, right? Right. Yeah. Like when you work so hard for something and then it ends up not working out, or they work with someone else, it does suck. And uh, I think that the whole experience that you've had has helped you, though. And and I think that's a really good background for people who are thinking about going out on their own. It's like, well, how. You've done relationship sales essentially your whole career if you've been at UWM and nowhere else in the business, right? Business yeah. to business sales. And then at Quicken, you've learned to talk to the consumer in a different manner, right? But there's no like referrals. And that's the hard thing to build up from a relationship 
to get those referrals. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I like I'll be honest with you, just the audience understands nothing against Quicken. I was there for many years and I did leads and that's what I did for a good part of my career and I was I, personally I think I was pretty good at it. But the reality is that does not translate into our relationship-based business. It's very 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 different and not very different. But not many people understand that just because they were a good loan officer at Quicken Loans and they did a lot of volume it do, it doesn't mean you're going to be a great LO on the streets making relationships with with referral partners. I I personally normally wouldn't have hired you had you been coming straight from Quicken, but because you had the background that you had, I felt like it was a good fit. Plus, your mom made me hire you. Um, so, <laughs> so not true. Uh, no, not true at all. Um, so yeah, no. But here's the reality, right? And even as talented as you are, as competitive as you are, as much as good of a background as you have in the business. It's still it's still a struggle, and that's kind of something I want to talk about because I want to tell I want to, I want the audience to understand that if you're in retail or you're in some other part of the business and you want to all of a sudden become a loan officer without any leads, that's a tough prospect, right? So talk to the audience about like your mentality right now and like what you're doing to try to increase like build your network because you see what we're doing and we're you know a lot of times because we just started the business we're very very busy we can't give you all the support that we want but right now what are you doing and what are the challenges that you're seeing in your in your in your quest to become great at what you do yeah absolutely so the talking to the mic dude four or five months um it's really just been making contacts has been the number one thing whether it's an email a text a call um hitting somebody up on linkedin or whatever just trying to get your name out there get meetings with real estate agents and kind of getting your name out there because when, when i started with you guys obviously at ground zero, you don't, your paycheck is zero until you go out and you chase your own business. So right. we're not giving you a salary, right? You yeah. don't get salary, you don't get leads. You kind of just have to figure it out on your own, which is kind of the part that I found the most interesting about it. Um, just kind of figuring out what works for me and how to build my relationship base with all of my real estate agents that I'm reaching out to. Um, so that is, so when you meet with an agent, let's say, right. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, what's your pitch? And what do you, what do you like? What's your like thing? And we talk about this because I, we have our own person, like personality about it. But when, when, you know, when you meet with someone, what, what is your goal in that meeting? Um, to be human is mostly my goal. Um, coming from like the quick and loan side. And even on when I was doing advertising, I was doing more so like, uh, here's the script, like hard sell the person on the first call. And that's just not how it goes in this game. So, um, what I've been trying to work on doing is getting this, getting the meeting and, kind of differentiating myself from the rest of the loan officers out there, whether it's I'm not going to hard sell them on closing fast or whatever every other loan officer is going to tell them. It's more so just being human because ultimately people are going to work with people that they like. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to just dive right into business. I like to talk about get their to family. Know, yeah, I like to yeah. talk about, get to know them and get to figure out what, like, what is really important to that person. Um, and I think that kind of lowers the guard. So eventually you can start talking about business and then I think it goes from there. So yeah. that's kind of like my plan right now. Yeah, I mean, you know how we built our business is is kind of the same way, right? Just going out there um, selling ourselves essentially as who we are and whatnot. But no one really knows until you do a deal or two, yep. you know, and you start dancing. It's like dating, it's right? Like dating. This whole the, – the analogy is – the best analogy I think is like, you know, being a – like a broker, you know, mortgage broker or uh, LO at a mortgage broker, you essentially without leads have to figure out how to date 
tons of people, people and yeah. juggle those relationships. Yep. It's like being a gigolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to go out there and you got to find like all these different. But in the best way possible, it's not like a right. dirty thing. Like you, no, really no, no. You want to take care of everyone. Yeah. You know. But it is like dating a lot of different people because you have to. You have to. The relationships take upkeep, right? It doesn't just happen, right? Well, you have it's to work. put the effort in. You have to put the respect in. Yeah. Right? I think. I think that's what to get it back, back. Going back to what you said about you know if something goes wrong. You look over at him and he looks like just distraught, right? Because he cares. Or a crying little girl or whatever you yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, but it's, say it's, that, but okay. it's because, I think you did. But, uh, <laughs> it's because when you go from the lead side where it's the human part is taken out, right? Numbers, you have a yeah. script yep. yeah. and you're just hard selling. There's no emotion behind it. But yeah. when you're putting yourself out there with, I mean, you have no lifeline. You have no, nothing to fall back on. It's you and you're working your ass off to get this business and build these relationships. When something goes wrong. You take it to heart, yeah. Right? Cause cause that, you, that's yeah. you. That's a relationship so, yeah. that you're hurting, right? Yeah. So, so it makes sense. One thing I tell a lot of people that start getting into this business that might have been in leads or like don't understand like the difference. This is what I say. I go the lead game is very scientific. There's a script. There's a process. You, you go through your, you go through your cadence. You make a hundred calls. Like there's a very specific formula on how to like succeed. And even if you're not super talented, if you put in the work, you will make money in mm-hmm. that part, part of it, right? The the difference is that's scientific, whereas the relationship business side, what we do, is way more artistic. If there's no formula, right? There's no magic like, oh, you, you, like I'm going to offer this this agent this, and they're going to do business with me. Well, it doesn't matter what you're offering if you're not they don't if you don't like each other, it's not going to work, right? right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the difference. It's, it's relationship. It's relationship. You know? it's Sometimes very, you chase the girl. And you put in all the effort, and she just blows you off. Yep. You know, and you're like, man, I'd be so good. For but you. then a year later, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but it year, doesn't totally. work. But and a year later, she calls okay. you and she mm-hmm. says, "Bill Thomas wasn't that great, and I want you now." So true. Or you say, you know, like she I don't know gets. Bill Thomas is. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there's no Bill Thomas listening. Or you look down the road and they're in the dumps, and you're like, hey, hey, let me pick you up. Me, yeah. And you're, you're, you know, you're doing well. It's like. You want to work now? But right, right. another yeah. thing yeah. that we, See, have, exactly. we have to be yeah. very aware too in this business that everybody we talk to is already dating someone else, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And they have probably have a good relationship with them. So we're the mistress. Uh, yeah, right. You're the mistress for a little while until they want to start making you the number one. You're done right. So, so bad. Uh, yeah, it's true though. But like, so, it, but it, 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 but you can't be offended when somebody works with someone else, right? right. You have to respect it. You have to respect it. Right. They and you have that to respect relationship. that relationship yeah. too. You can't just come in there with donuts in the office while the other person's in there. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's kind of a, uh, it's a balance. And I think that, you know, just doing what you know you're good at and following up and being responsive will do more than anything else. Mm-hmm. More but than it's, the, t- it's tough. Co-marketing to... and things like yeah. that. It's like, hey, you have to prove yourself as a worthy mate yeah. for them to want to be with you. For yeah. sure. You know? And Brandon, I mean, obviously, like it's not easy because you because you you don't have a, a book of business, right? Mm-hmm. You you came in here and you're like, I want to do this. And then one thing that, by the way, guys, I don't know that you guys ever heard Brendan say this. One time, I said, Listen, Brendan, I want to start giving you like some agents that maybe like we've worked with in the past, and you know that I haven't been able to like really cultivate the relationship with. And he's like, He looked at me, he goes, Dude, that's cool, man. But he's like, I want to create my own network. I want to create my own. He's like, and for the company, think about it. If you guys have your network and I can create mine, how much better would that be for the company? And I was no, like, blo- I was blown away that he That's said awesome. that. He was like, I want to do this on my own. And that is so commendable because most people want a handout, right? right. Yeah. Most yeah. people come in and they're like, dude, what can you give me? And I'm like, dude, I can't give you anything that you can't do for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Even if I gave you the agents that we potentially talked with in the past or I work with or whatever it is, it's 
it doesn't work because that's my relationship anyways. Exactly. Right. I respect the shit out of that. It, it's, it's awesome. It, you can see through, uh, I mean, you can see the reward of your own work, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know that struggle is going to pay off and you respect that. And I respect that. By the way, those watching live, if you guys have a question for Mr. Brennan, I, I do have you up on my screen and thanks for Keith Stone. He said, we've got great info. I appreciate that. But if you guys have any questions, obviously just shoot it over on the screen. Um, I mean, you know, that's not like Brendan has a lot to say. So, but. so going back to <laughs> Brendan's background, I feel like Kyle he, just I sent feel, me a message. He did. He Uh-oh. says, that guy looks really familiar. Does he model or something? I thought, yeah. I, that's, what I, was, that's what I was getting to. So we, we, I feel like we skipped over a big part of your background. Oh, boy. I, you talked about lacrosse in college. Uh-huh. You talked about UWM. You uh-huh. talked about Quicken. You talked uh-huh. about some other garbage sales that you did. I don't uh-huh. remember what it was. Yeah. But you missed something. Yeah. Can I talk, can, can, I, can I bring that up real quick? I mean, yeah. I so we're, we're, in the, doing we're, we're in the office, and it was early in our when he had just started, and he goes, hey, man. I got a, I got an appointment on Friday and I'm like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, you just started, bro. Like you can't, like you need to be like all over it. He's like, yeah, but it pays. And, and he's, I'm like, what is it? He's like, I, you're going to laugh at me. And I was, I was like, you said something else. I can't even repeat it because you, you, you said you're going to think I'm an ex, right? And I go, what is it, dude? He was like, uh, Bob Evans has a casting call and I'm a, I'm a model and I've got a casting agency and I'm, I'm going to go try out for this commercial for Bob Evans. <laughs> I go, what? Well, I'm like, what? He goes, like, dude, it pays like 500 bucks or whatever. What was it? Yeah. So it was a thousand. It was a thousand bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, go do it, dude. But you didn't get it. I, that's not true either. Oh. Remember, there was a second call in, in Chicago for three days and I had to pay for travel oh, this, and this stay. Is the stupidest so. thing. Yeah, he had to go to Chicago. <laughs> They're going to pay him a thousand bucks, which wouldn't even cover his expenses. <laughs> it's going to cost him 3000 And what were you doing <laughs> in this commercial? You were like a dad? I was a dad, yeah. I was cooking some dinner for my kids and my wife. Nice. Yeah. So. Is the wife hot? I would have killed it. What? So your wife it was the, not, you're, you're, by the way, I don't know who it was. Oh. So, yeah, <laughs> I would have known. So, Brendan's getting, by the way, everybody also, Brendan's getting Man. married and he, he, <laughs> he looks at a lot of marriage magazines. He's got like doing tastings for cake. It's really affecting his business. And I need to tell his wife, if she's listening, <laughs> that please back off. He this, doesn't, he doesn't really care. It's going to be your choice anyway. So just pick it. Just so pick whatever you're going to question. Pick. Yeah. Did you and your wife ever go do the cake tasting and everything like that? Yeah. So we never did. But we talk about it all the time going and pretending like we just got engaged just to try the delicious cake. That's really scandalous. That's I, but I love cake. Kind of sweet, dude. Yeah. I mean, Hell yeah. I'm going to do it one day. Just pretend you're going to do married. it one day. But I don't any have real estate agents for that. I feel like when I get married, I'm just, I don't. I don't give a shit about the cake. Pick yeah. the cake. I'll eat it. No, 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 no. Smash it in your face. I tried that. But it's like, I want you to be involved. But then when you are involved, you're like, well, I like this. Well, it's like, do you like the blue shirt or the black shirt? Right? I like the black shirt. I don't give a yeah. I don't care. No, they but both look great. Wear the one you like. One. They both look great. Yeah. It doesn't well, matter. And then they put pull, the other one on. And you say, turn. you know what? I like the other one more. And then they're like, well, why didn't you say that? Exactly. No, dude. it's a game. Dude. I always get this. Do you, want, do, you, do you like this or that? And I go, I like that one. She's and she goes, no, I like the other one. I'm wearing it. And I, my decision it doesn't even matter. That <laughs> right, right, Jessica. That's how you guys are. Right. It's exactly how <clears> that yeah, works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what you like, so I do well, the opposite. It's they either want the positive or the negative reinforced. Exactly. Yeah, they need one of them. But going back to the Keith Stonehouse says, my wife does cake tastings every day <laughs> man <laughs> she's got a glorious oh, life man. It's any awesome. agents out there listening that want to do some uh some advertising and need a model for just stand in front of a house yeah i think a boy's covered. available yeah so what so let me ask you this uh brendan so you're, you're 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 really trudging along i think you've done a really good job creating meetings and you've got some good things going but it's still tough right like you're still you're closing some loans and you're, you're scrapping right like, yeah it is so scrappy what you're doing and I, I like watching it because you're 
you're you're really trying to get your name out there. It's difficult though, like because your sphere yet they don't really know that you're you're the person to go to for mortgages yet. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, they they're starting to hear that. So what are you doing to like set yourself apart or try to build your brand within even your own like personal sphere of influence? Um, honestly, just getting my face in front of people yeah. constantly. Yeah. Like it's not going to be one time. It's not going to be two times. It's not going to be three times. It takes reps. It takes months and months of work showing yourself. Um, and also once you get that one opportunity, which is where I was the first couple months getting my first shot with some of these agents, like I want to make sure that that's the best experience possible because if it's not, then there's a good chance that that's going to be the last time that yeah, I you only have them. one shot right. at that point. Right? It's like a bad date. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Bad first date, you go out and you yeah. throw up on your shirt while you're sitting there at the table. I mean, Jesus yeah, it's going to be done, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. So Maybe. When, so when I first started with you guys, that's why I was super hands-on trying to get you guys to get me as much help as possible, making sure this has no hiccups at all, just because that could be my one shot um, yeah. with an agent that I was lucky enough to get even a meeting with because yeah. obviously there's so many lenders out there so many real real estate agents that are busy and if i obviously getting a meeting getting a coffee is not the easiest thing in the world with some of these guys they mm-hmm. won't respond to you whether you hit right. them up on linkedin call them text yeah. them whatever um because they're getting called by, by the way guys so everybody understands i was talking to another real estate agent he's like dude you do not understand how many because all of a sudden now refi finances are gone and everybody in the loan business wants to talk to a real estate agent right they're really yeah. popular right yeah. so they're like he's like you don't understand how many people like people come through my office he's like i gotta figure out a way to like get rid of them he's like i don't need them to drop off donuts and i don't need coffee but he's like they keep doing it and like he's like i understand it and i appreciate it and i respect it at the same time they don't really offer anything different they're just coming in dropping off donuts and that's not going to work we right. sal and i always talked about this we never wanted to be the 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 donut guys. Yeah. We never want it. So like, so, so talk to the audience about the things that you do talk to your agents about. How do you add value? How does Omega add value to them? Like, what do you say to them to say, you know, cause by the way, so, so everybody understands real estate agents and everybody closing a loan quickly nowadays. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't exactly. matter. Communicating, communicating at a high level. It's not, it's not a sales pitch. You should do that no matter what. And if you don't have any, a loan officer that does that, that you're partnered with, you're probably not a great agent. Right. Yep, exactly. So, so what are you doing to like set yourself apart, and what do you like? What What is your whole conversation like? So, a big part of this is what I learned from you guys. Um, so, I first started off with like being super real, being like, "Listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat this and be the guy, the same guy that you talk to every other day who's going to be like, I'm going to close your loan super fast. I'm going to yeah. have the best communication ever. Yeah, like, we do that. Everybody freaking says yeah. that. You know what I mean? So, you, you don't have to say I, freaking. You say sorry. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I say I'm not going to be the guy who's going to walk in here and tell you that, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to figure out ways to add value to your business and help your business grow, and then eventually, hopefully, we can grow together, whether it's we co-market together, we, you guys, we got a podcast, we can get you on here if that's something you want to do to build your business. It's all about if they see that I'm here to help them build their business too, rather than me be here just to sell them on why they should give me referrals, then I think that lowers their guard and has them feeling like there is value in the relationship with her, him and I or her and I, yeah. as opposed to um, them just being like, oh, well, I guess he can close the loan fast and he'll answer cares, his phone. Right. So like, I'll send him a loan yeah, this week. You know Especially I mean? now like, everyone's closing loans. Yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Underwriters like, are except for Bank of America. Loans. Yeah. Well, listen, Sal, I mean, I mean, like for us, I mean, we talked about this a lot and like, uh, you know, it was like, how do we add value to people? Mm-hmm. Right. And how do we, how do we continue to do that? 
And it was tough to fix. And we, we still talk about it. It's like, how do we keep adding value? Yeah. And I think that the for the most part, being a good LO and a good partner is the intangible value of being able to convert someone by the the synergy you create with that agent, right? Being God, able okay, to, we got to talk about that because you know, it, well, the, you said that word and just triggered Paul. Yeah, I got triggered. <laughs> synergy, <laughs> right? But most people don't understand that, and it's not for everyone, right? Like, my, there's definitely some agents I talk to are like, whatever, dude. I don't care. You, you know, pay me, pay me two G's a month. You know, I gave them, yeah. you know, six cards of LOs, and they're going to choose whoever has the lowest rate. Yeah. Probably not my guy. They don't value right? that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And probably not my client if that's all they care about. So. Ultimately, putting all that together and having someone, you know, an agent that can trust you to activate that client to write an offer. Because the biggest thing that probably prevents someone from writing an offer on a house is the unknown, right? So the more they can know up front, the more info you can get from that agent, like, hey, are concessions possible on this? Is this, uh, do they, will they take an FHA offer? Will they do this? When do they need to close? Blah, blah, blah. You, you figure out that info from the agent. And translate it into the whole picture for this buyer before they even write. They feel comfortable. They're like, "All right, I'm actually able." You're converting buyers for the yeah, agent. I, yeah, I, I feel comfortable pulling the trigger on this house on mm. a Sunday. Yeah. Versus, well, let me talk to my bank. Well, Monday's President's Day. We we'll talk to. Him. Yeah. Sorry, How's the offer need, came in. It's yeah. off the market. I'm going to say yeah. something directly to real estate agents, and I, and I, and I'm saying this in the, in the the nicest way possible. If you aren't working with someone that actually helps your business grow and actually creates a, a situation where clients are activated and they actually convert at a high level. One of the reasons Sal and I have been able to have success, all the other things aside, right? Value, fast, we communicate, we answer our phones. We have been able to take agents and increase their business by being a good partner, by converting uh, buyers, by adding getting, value. Getting, at, at, making people feel comfortable. When, when we work with an agent, it's a team. Like, that's my guy. Like, they're going to treat you really well. And obviously, we, we have to believe in them. But, Sal, we've taken so many agents that pretend, and I don't want to like brag about it, but like, we, we have added income to our agents just by the, by the good work that we do. Well, and I think that people fail to realize, well, agents, you know, loan officers alike, but it's not all about more leads. It's about converting what you have. Yeah. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like how many times has uh, a real estate agent been like, well, whatever, you know, they went somewhere else or they're not ready to buy or we can't get them pre-approved versus, all right, let's figure this out. Let's put them on a game plan. Let's make it happen. And eventually without spending any extra money or, or anything else, you're converting deals and closing them versus Having someone maybe go talk to their friend at Quicken right. who refers mm-hmm. them to another loan or realtor or whatever, right? So, and how many times have we done a deal for a client that we got from from a real estate agent, and they refer their cousin directly to us because they're like, "Hey, these guys did a really good job on the mortgage side." Then right. we turn around and give that back to our agent. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a relationship, right? Making sure that everyone feels uh, feels on board. So, the, I mean, that's yeah. my that's my message to real estate agents: like, don't just look at the the mortgage professional as just. Uh, somebody that's just there to, to serve a purpose, they have to be part of your team. And I think the best agents look at it that way. Yeah. Well, and I think for a loan officer, after you start to get the business, the second key is keeping an even keel, yes. right? Never getting too flustered. Mm-hmm. Like this is a mortgage and real estate business, right? It's, yep. While it's hectic and it's crazy and things go wrong, right? It's not like we're doing open heart surgery on someone. Right. right, it's not. No one's gonna die. Right, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting there for it. it. I was there waiting. it is. But honestly, it's very <laughs> no important to think like that die. because you know it's like, all right, so this is a problem, right? You address it with the agent, explain it, 
but it's all good. Yeah. Here's right. myself. Yeah. So we're going to close. Yeah. Yep. Well, what does that mean? No, it means we close instead of this Friday, we close next Thursday. Yeah. Is everyone on board for that? Uh, let me talk, right? You get a, yeah, that's fine. I, I and we think, closed Thursday and no one no one cared. No one yeah, died. Right? I think that's key. I mean, think about any relationship, not even yours, but just any you, relationship. You, any relationship. It's it's all good when when it's all good and there's well, no people issues. People can sense fear but in real, your voice too. Yeah, real relationships are built on Trust. conflict, on problems. When something well, goes wrong yeah, and you're able to work through that, that relationship is strong. Right. Yeah. There, there, when, when everything goes right, yeah. that relationship means sometimes nothing. It's a problem from the start. Right. Right. You'll get yeah. a call. Hey, this guy's gonna call you. Heads up. Right. Messy. It's right. the guy's crazy. You get that all figured out up yeah. front, and they trust you to do that. Usually, the rest of the transaction is very smooth. The yeah. best right. relationships on the like have conflict, <laughs> have some type of situation that you have to get over, and when you go through war with someone. There's, I mean, war and death again. You know what I mean? But if you go through war with someone, you come out on the other side, even though I mean, we're saying war, but like any, any situation, you come out on the other side. Now you're kindred spirits. You just went through something. You had an experience that you both worked through. And if you can find a way to like navigate, yeah, that was tough. And if you find a way to navigate through it and you get the other side, you both look at each other like, man, we just, we just made that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did it. So that's, that's a big deal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to just have things go well and whatever. You're killing it for me. You know, you close 20 deals with someone that were all lay down deals and then have one tough one that mm-hmm. you don't know how to handle when something goes sideways and they'll yeah. never work with you again. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, of, of the way you handled it. So, Brendan, what's your plan now? Like right now, like like I know it's good because you're, you're always on the phone. You've been actually you've been creating contacts up in Grand Rapids, a lot of contacts up there. And I think they need to start seeing the value of using someone because Grand Rapids is like a bubble. If you're not from Grand Rapids, you don't, right. get, you don't get in there. Yeah. But you've yeah. been up there a few times. So, like in your in your in your mind right now, what is your strategy? Because obviously, you're just doing a lot of the right things. But like, how what are you, what are you thinking right now? What am, what are you doing today to like move the needle? Um, I think honestly that now that I've become way more comfortable with how our process works, uh, how to talk to real estate agents, how to really be a loan officer. The first couple months, I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" So <laughs> now, like. I got an idea on like what needs to be done in order to get a deal closed, uh, who to go to if we need help, stuff like that, um, how to make sure a real estate agent is in the loop and all the deals that we got going. So I, I know the game now. So mm-hmm. now I think my plan is to obviously cultivate the relationships I have, um, but also take that confidence and create new relationships with um, maybe some higher producing real estate agents. Because you have the chops now. Right. You feel like you can handle so that. So now right? I got some base under me where I can talk to them confidently. I can answer questions they have without feeling like I don't know the answer. So um, now I'm ready to take, which is kind of where I'm I'm at right now, being about like five months in, is ready to kind of take my game to the next level, mm-hmm. um, increase my network significantly and increase my production. I think that'll come with increasing my network, um, yeah. which is kind of why I'm expanding out to Grand Rapids. I don't think... If we can write loans in Michigan, I don't think there's a cap on anywhere in the state that we can't go and we can't, can't. get business from. The so, UP. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna start doing some business expenses up to the UP. No, dude, you, <laughs> just because you're from Menominee. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's untapped market and, for us. You know, that's a good point. Twenty thousand dollars <throat> mortgages. When we were all worked at Quicken Loans. Is uh, my mic up? Uh, there, there we go. go. There, it, you go. there he is. <clears throat> we all worked at Quicken Loans. We were writing loans in California. Right. right. So yeah. why wouldn't you be able to write one in Grand Rapids? Exactly. That's what that's what I'm right. my mindset is on that. We have so. all the same technology. Yep. 
right? Yeah. So Rocky Lund says, uh, you're lucky you have a great A, uh, Rocky. Uh, you're, yeah. lucky, you're lucky you have us. So, uh, <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, we, ha- uh, we have an AE at UWR? Oh, we have CRs now. They're, they're going to take over. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, oh. I do love Rocky, like though. He's, yeah, Rocky's he's, the best. He's the man. We're best yeah. around. Um, so, yeah, man. So, obviously, the one thing I will tell you that from outside looking in. <laughs> smashed him. Uh, yeah, smashed. Uh, your, your work ethic is, is going to put you in a position to get, like, I will tell you, you are working. You yes. are doing the right things. You are making the calls. The biggest thing for you right now, in my opinion, is getting the meetings and getting people to understand who you are and translating that to, to being able to build their business better. And I think anybody out there that's a real estate agent needs to, like, understand that, like, some people are worth taking the call from. Mm-hmm. Some people are worth spending 15 minutes and having a coffee with them and just understanding. And, and if nothing else, and this is what I don't understand about agents. If, if, some, if there's good people in the business, meet with them. You don't have to work with them today. Right. There's so many people I meet with on a, on a weekly basis that I know we're not going to work together right now. There's people that call me that want to work with me, and I'm like – it's not happening right now, but they're they're on, they're on the sidelines. I know who they are. I like them. Eventually, if I need something, they're they're over there. So if it's all about the network, right? It's how big can you get your network? If you have a hundred fifty people that are all in the business that you all like each other, at some point, some of you're going to work together. So if I'm a real estate agent, I would do that, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think like with that network, right? Like you have to think about it in different ways too, though, right? You don't want to have a whole bunch of people you talk to and not go deep with. Deep it, enough with them. You don't right? want to be the town bicycle. What? With the relationship we're talking well, about. Well, no, you don't want to be what? the guy who just does a lot of work to meet people and build like a very not impressive or not deep right. relationship with them. And then exactly. a, no one sends you business, right? If Maybe you get onesies, twosies, yeah, you got, you got, yeah, you got to But you need deep. to go deep, right? And mm-hmm. if you can't, um, you need to build a team around it, right? If you have too many people that you can't touch, you need to build a team, hire people, do whatever you need to do to make sure that everyone has acute attention. Acute right? attention, because it, you do have to get to know people on a deeper level. Yeah. yeah. Did you get a haircut? I got them all cut. That's a bad joke. It's such a <laughs> I mean, bad it's joke. a dad joke, and I'm a dad. Yeah. So, Brendan, I mean, obviously, I mean, you're 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 fighting through. You're you're doing what you got to do in the business. What would you say is like your what some of your like your goal for 2019? Ooh, I like that. Um, to double my production over the span of a month. Um, I don't think that's going to be that hard. But, um, say if I do three loans i want to do six in the next month mm-hmm. uh six months i want to do 12 mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's not going to work that quickly but that's my goal is to look at what i did this month let's try and double that mm-hmm. so i think if that compounds even at a, even a little bit slower rate than that throughout the course of this year can i think I i'll be advice? in pretty can, good can shape. i give you advice on that yeah so a lot of people in our industry no matter who it is look at the results and that that's their goal mm-hmm. right it's difficult when you look at the results to, to make that your goal the one thing i'll tell people in this business is what you're in my opinion, and everybody's got a different way of thinking about it. Your goal should be the steps that it takes to actually accomplish those goals, right? Like, I need to have fifty meetings this next yeah, month yeah. to be able to do that, right? So you got to like. I don't work think it's I bad to have an end goal. No, you got to have, yeah. that, but work it backwards. But you have but to have a yes. method to getting there, yeah, right? right? Exactly. So, right. Work it backwards. It's, yeah. it's the whole thing about writing out your goals, right? You, the big goal is to double your production month over month. Yes. But to but Paul's that, point, you can't just leave it at that. You what have are the to steps? break that well, down I think you and have micro goals to get there. For me, every day, it's like, what am I lacking? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've got loans, but Compassion. what am I? Yeah, <laughs> probably. But <laughs> what am I lacking? Soul. And typically that's uh, pre-approvals, right? When mm-hmm. I'm like, what's going on? Like, things are great, but I'm focusing on my deals and not talking to people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or I'm 
or I'm slow or I feel slow and why? Because 30 days ago, I wasn't thinking about how to get more pre-approvals and for our position, right? Like that's the, that's the gold. And I I got a lot of shit for that in the past always. What do you, you know, what are you doing? I'm stacking pre-approvals. Bullshit. That's what we, that's what everything means in a business. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, I mean, pre-approvals everything. I go stacking pre-approvals and got, got some Why do you mean? (laughs) Pre-approvals? All right. Let's move on. Uh, (laughs) Man. But for you, I would like just, you know, for me, it would be like, you know, your goal right now should be as many, many meetings as possible. Yeah. That's it. Just meet as many people as possible. Network yourself. Get your name out there. Cause dude, unless people know who you are, like, and like, you know, if you talk to someone, say, Hey, do you know anybody else that, you know, Mm -hmm. that I could talk to? Too, right that's the biggest thing is it's the network it's how do you get your tentacles everywhere right right and so I, I think the point of the number is say you close okay, six and then the next month you close 12 i think my perspective would be to look at the 12 and be like wow like what did i do this month to get double yeah. my production yeah, yeah yeah so i think i use the number to say like wow i'm doing something right this month like what is it let's keep doing it mm-hmm. but if so, i do six and go down to three like what am i missing this month what mm-hmm. i do last month that i didn't do this month so, so right. to sal's point though uh, I think you got to get this in your head a little deeper because you just said, "What did I do this month?" Right, right. I was just gonna say that to get to get six or twelve in a month. It's not what you did. It's that not month, what dude. you did that month. It's, it's what you did three months. What ago. did I do three months ago? Yeah. What did I do two months ago? That's our business. You got to keep pushing that because the work you do today isn't for this month. Mm-hmm. The work you do today is for June, July. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that that's I think the goal time. is consistency with adding a little bit. Right. So yeah. if you did three this month, can I do four next month? Mm-hmm. Can I do five the following? Can I do six or seven? And maybe you do do twelve. You said dude. But, but the consistency is key, right? Because a lot of people will be like, Stop laughing, blow out a month and do 10 or whatever, and then the next month they'll do two, yep. right? And then they'll do eight, and then they'll do two, and it's a constant battle, especially when you're all commissioned and go to Somerset and go blow it on some, some shoes band. or whatever, right? right? Yep. And Cars. then the next month you close Cars. two, Rolexes. and yeah. you, you start freaking out, right? <laughs> so that, that constant flow even if it's less to less each month because you focus on the right things and not going out and you know chasing low-hanging fruit like refis and whatnot that's how you build a consistent network yeah. for sure and we see it within our business people going up and down and struggling hard when they focus on those refis yeah dude i mean 100 percent. let me ask you this you i mean obviously you're at quicken you could have stayed there it's a retail shop you decided you made a conscious decision to go to a, the broker world and obviously work with us. We're we're a broker, banker, hybrid. We can do both, right? Um, but why, in your mind, was that the place to be as opposed to like a Bank of America or a Chase or or a Quicken or a Flagstar, whatever yeah. it may be, right? I think it's it's the personalization and and the options we have. I mean, it's the fact that we can talk to the consumers. Um, and not have to go by a script or not have to hard sell them or not have to have someone over your back telling you what to say. Like we can talk to them like a human being, figure out what's important to them mm-hmm. and then give them the best options available for that specific person. Um, obviously when we were at Quicken Loans, you offer Quicken Loans products. Yeah. With us, we got a bunch of different lenders. We, we can shop, we can figure out what fits best for that person. So I think that is super valuable for a home buyer because we can make sure that we're looking for the client's best interest and then yeah, they can know yeah. that and we can tell them that we're going to do that in the way that we do without having to say what someone else is telling us to say 
So right. that's interesting. Yeah. So I you think, don't want you don't want to be a puppet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much yeah, the, totally, uh, what but, I was but, getting at there. But there there is some safety people. Just so people understand, there's a lot. It's a lot safer to be a puppet or people right. have a big yeah, company because yeah, you might not make as much. You got to work harder. You got someone over your shoulder, but it's given to you a little bit, right? You've yeah. got the leads. You've got the support. You've got people over the, telling you what to do. Some people need that too, by the way. Some people need someone to tell them what to do, when to do it. It's a difficult prospect to not have like. Sal, Salvatore Cusmano saying, Hey man, what time are you going to get in today? What are you going to do today? What, 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 like, show me your, this, show me that. Like, like, we don't really do that. We're not like micromanaging. It's up to you, dude. We'll give you support, but ultimately I can't want you to be successful more than you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Right. Cause our business is not built that way. It's, it's all autonomous. You are your own business owner. Yeah. Right. And the, and the pay is better if you, if you get it going for sure. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. So what else? What do you, what, what? <laughs> I was going to say something really random. So listen, uh, one thing I did want to get into real quick is the, the rain environment right now going into the spring. And, and this is, you know, uh, Brendan, obviously, thanks for your uh, um, feedback on everything. But obviously, I want, I want part of this conversation. There is something happening right now with the, with the interest rate market. Interest rates are, are, are super low, right? Um, and something that I saw that was interesting yesterday that going into the spring market, that I was looking at numbers in Metro Detroit. Inventory is, is 7% lower than it was last year. Seven percent lower. Uh, no. Days on market is only about two days higher. So I think there's there's something there. Um, the uh, official like uh, average ask price is like down like two thousand bucks or something like that. But what's weird to me is that inventory is even lower than it was a year ago and a year ago and two years ago. And like it was crazy market. Like it was multiple offers, uh, appraisal guarantees. <clears throat> now. It's much healthier. The buyer's a little bit more in the driver's seat. There, there are, uh, you know, contingent offers being accepted, uh, seller's concessions. It just seems like it's a much more healthy market on the buy side. But it's interesting to me that inventory is actually down. Does that is that weird? Wouldn't you think it would be opposite? Not really, because it is wintertime, right? So, I mean, but it's year over year, bro. It's not. We're not talking. It's like January to January, right? But I mean, with how hot the market was in the summer. There was a lot well, of home sales in the take, summer. It's got things got to cool. Things off. takes time. Yeah. Right. Like. We understand that because we do this every day, right? right? But a seller who's sitting in his house right now who's not listening to this podcast doesn't know that his Asshole. house value is kind of flat or going down, right? And I don't think we're, we're still seeing appreciation. No, we're, yeah, we're still seeing appreciation. Well, I'm just saying, you know, from where we were last yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 Those people yeah. are on the fence. We'll probably this spring, I, I think inventory will go up a little bit, but who knows, right? And what are we going to do about it? No, right? I know that. Yeah. I know that. But to, but the, but the technical. Did you die, bro? I per, I personally think like we're like we're okay. So just to give people an example, we're having one of our best months ever in our in our in our business, and it's not. It's probably because of a lot of things that we're doing. But at the same time, there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of people looking for houses. There's a lot of people buying houses. There's offers being accepted. And I think, me personally, this is what I think. I think because even though inventory is down. Did you fart? What did you do? No, no I, I think it's your breath. No, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so the the one thing I'll tell you, one thing I will tell you is I do think it's a healthier market on the buy side. So more people are able to actually buy houses instead of get, like having cash offers. Wouldn't you agree on that? Yeah, but I, I think there's also a decent amount, especially right now, coupled with the winter. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. In, in the market, right? Not not just the market, just in the economy in general, with everything that's happening in the, in, in the country right now. So mm-hmm. I think going into spring, I think it's really going to be kind of a tipping point. Um, are people going to get off the fence? Are people going to have more confidence? And are they going to they're going to want to buy and they're going to want to sell? Mm-hmm. Or is it still going to be this uncertain time where no one really wants to do anything yet because who knows what's going to happen, right? Right. So I think I think it's going the next couple of months are going to get really interesting. Yeah, it is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's in the messaging, right? From from 
the people who are guiding these people through transactions, right? Like real estate agents yeah. saying, hey, you know, now is a pretty good time because of the uncertainty that your right. house could go down as opposed to the message the past few years. Yeah, values are still up. Things are good. Rates are low. And now it's like, well, rates are low right now, but There's two, three months ago it was – Five percent, yeah, four yeah. Point, yeah. So like, we thought, who we, knows? We, and we thought, thought they were going to continue to go up. So five yeah. percent of my mortgage, and yeah, undoubtedly it will go back back to where it was at some point. Whether it's now, two years, five years, it will go back up. So mm-hmm. I say, if you got to make a move, make a move. I say the next two to three years, we're we're up over seven percent. Bro, we've been saying rates are going to go up forever. Who I mean, knows? They've gone up a little bit, but they're still. I mean, four and a quarter. I mean, we, four we were quarter talking about this last night. I, I think I have a pretty good idea of of why and the path to get us there. But within two to three years, we're over seven percent. <laughs> I don't think seven, but whatever. I we, we have some, a lot of things have to happen. But anyways, yeah. um, what I will tell you is the now is that spring's going to be busy. I, I expect it to be busy because rates are low. People can move. The price of money is cheap. The, the market's good. People have jobs. I just think it's going to be a really, really busy market in the spring. So prepare yourselves. And ultimately, if you think if, to put your foot or your, uh, in your feet mouth. in the shoes of uh, <laughs> – so my breath can stink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, to put my uh, to put myself in the consumer's shoes, right? You can't really lose if you no. buy right now and rates go down. You can refi. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you buy right now and rates go up, you won. Mm-hmm. So what's 100%. what's the problem, right? Either way, you bought from a mortgage perspective, the house that you wanted, right? So right. You, you win, win, yeah, don't, win. Don't buy because of any other reason right. than you want to buy a house or unless you're an unless investor. You, or right? unless you're getting divorced and you have to or something. Yeah, right. that's tough. Yeah. Or you're right. going to lose in that situation yeah, for the most part anyway. But you still win in the end. I think listing agents have to be very careful uh, because a lot of people selling their houses think their houses were probably worth more because last year people had like multiple <clears throat> offers and shit. Yeah. Everyone always thinks their houses yeah. worth more. Uh, all right, so we're going to go into three questions with Brendan Austin, the man with two 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 first names. Um, I don't trust your answers already. Oh, you don't boy. trust his answers? Yeah, he hasn't even answered any questions yet. I know. All right, first question, obviously, we ask everybody is, what scares Brendan Austin? What scares me? Like in the business or in What's life? Whatever you wanted to be, man. Everybody always says Heights. What, heights. Terrified. Heights. Ter- terrified. Absolutely. Won't even touch a roller coaster. So when you're on, <laughs> on, the, on our rooftop, does yeah. that bother you? Sometimes. Oh, really? But usually we're a couple beers deep, so I'm all good. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is more scary than like, let's say you're at like, uh, what's the the water world or whatever next to uh, Cedar Point? Oh, What do they call it? Splash Village or whatever? Whatever it is. And you're up. I think that's in Franklin. Yeah. There's a lot. Not that one. But you're up all the way up at the top of the the stairs on the slide yeah, and you're yeah, looking yeah. over and one of your buddies pushes you a little bit like and it's, yeah. and, and it's like the stairs are wet and slippery and i'm not really afraid yeah. of heights right as long as i'm secured but yeah. I, I will tell you that'd be that, a horrible way to, like if you fell off a, a, like a, a hundred story building you have a long time to think about yeah. dying that's you a scary a that's a that's a scary they say most people uh just pass out before from uh, yeah. the fear but from, i mean how would they know what do they follow him down let's ask him oh he was unconscious when he hit the ground dude he's just like ah <laughs> right. and it's pretty tough. Uh, that's good. Um, so, not really. <laughs> no, not not really. That's tough. Uh, if you could be one animal in the animal, animal kingdom, what would you, what would you be? Um, a lion, probably. A lion. lion. Yeah, that's pretty good. Too. I mean, no, nothing eats lions, as far as I'm concerned. They're like top of the food chain, right? Yeah. It's pretty so, good. I mean, we have a I line mean, in our logo, too. dominating the safari, as far as I'm concerned. The safari. The African safari, where they live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they kind of are, man. I would, uh, 
I would I mean, say the lion's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah it's a right. good scary answer. stuff though. It's a good answer. And but we I got mean, a lion on our sweatshirt, so like it's only right, right? I mean, so logo. Yeah, we do. I mean, it is. It's good. Yeah. I like can, that. Can we talk about a random fact I know about lions? Do we have time? So we got a minute. Lions are crazy because <laughs> if a male lion wants to hook up with a, with a female lion, it'll go and kill that female lion's cubs and eat them. So he so so he can because he wants his own. That's crazy. That is, I didn't know that. Moving on, yeah. Random fact, you know, yeah. If you could change one thing (laughs) about your life right now, what would it be? You can't say knowing us. Besides that, Mm. uh, (laughs) what would you change, better or worse? Um, I'd probably get a different car. Yeah, because. The snow, I didn't realize my life's so, constantly in danger. So he drives, just so everybody knows, a Mustang. Yeah. He pulls up into the. Uh, Rear wheel drive. He, yeah. He pull, yeah it's Almost crazy. crashed it this morning. He pulls into the uh, um, actual parking lot, right into this. All oh, here's. <laughs> right into the snowbank. <laughs> Paul looks at me and goes, He just ran into that wall, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Hey, listen, Brendan, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you, man, because you are doing some good stuff and, and, you know, I want people to be able to reach you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. My. Phone number is 248-872-0877. Always available Monday through Sunday, weekends even. Um, Email is brendan at lendomega.com. Pretty simple. Um, Reach out to me at any time. But Brendan is with two E's, so everybody understands. Two E's, yeah. Yeah, Forgot to mention that. You have a hard time with that one. Not not B-R-E. I mean, it's a weird way to spell it. So what was your number again? Tell everybody. 248-872-0877. Guys, he he does a really good job. We're really proud to have you on the team. Um, You are doing better than Kyle, so Kyle needs to know that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kyle, if you're listening, we'll invite you on when you close the loans. Uh, thank you everybody for listening Jessica thank you for coming in and doing the show with us my pleasure Salvador thanks for making fun of my breath uh, to, uh, Brad, Brad thank you for being on the show and wearing a hoodie uh, and getting a haircut you, hey. Brendan is literally the best put together guy on the well, show he's a fucking model he's a fucking model or is, oh, I don't know are you all of the above <laughs> uh, alright everybody thanks for listening have a wonderful day we'll talk to you later peace you've been listening to Inside Real Estate the nation's top real estate podcast don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 